So there I was, standing in my backyard, minding my own business, and this strange man just start. I first I thought it was the Lord coming to get me. It just well, he was walking on the water. Oh <laughs> no, it came from the other side. It was from the other side. They were walking uh, on the lawn. Father Herb came over to my house unannounced on Friday. Good thing I was on my best behavior. You were in the back. I could see you. That's why I stopped in. I drove I was by. wondering how you knew we were back. There. I drove by, and on the bridge. No, I drove by your street. I was going to go down to uh, Farnsworth Park. Oh. And then I saw you in the back backyard, so I quickly pulled into your driveway. Got it. Hello, everybody. This is Father Herb. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. And let me fill in a little bit of the story. So, <laughs> go ahead. I had been out bird watching. I ordered some food to be picked up at Cocina de Carlos before I went home. It was already at 7 p.m. or so. Yeah, it was getting later. And they, they had a backup, so it was going to take a little while, and I had time to kill. And consequently, I killed it in your backyard. Which is wonderful. <laughs> I, you know, I the only way I want to have people spend time with me is when they have nothing better to do. So, well, you know, you 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 topped Farnsworth Park. <laughs> of course, that was still a mile down the road. That's true. No, it was great. It was just funny because obviously I wasn't expecting anybody to come over, and it it took me honestly, it took me a second to register. A somebody was in my yard, and B wh- whose face I was looking at. Which really, I mean, besides my own family, I your well, face is. The face I look at the most. You were there with your family. Yeah, we were having, actually, we were having our uh, our first bonfire campfire of the the spring. We love to do that on Friday nights. It's fun. And the girls love it. And they cook some hot dogs. And we were playing games. And it was fun. And I brought my Carlos, uh, Cocina de Carlos food. You missed it, though, because after the girls, I built a movie screen for out on our deck. So we were watch we watched movies once it got dark. You, you got to come back next time. It's a drive-in theater. It's a, it's a full, it's a full nighttime haven of fun on Friday night. Be, be there. Speaking uh, of a full haven of fun. <laughs> there's a segue. You were telling me right before we started recording, this is episode number one. Nine, nine, one hundred and ninety nine times we have talked to each other. You know, it, I, I watch pretty regularly The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, in the evenings. And before every episode, before Jimmy comes out of the curtain, uh, Quest, who plays drums for The Roots, he always announces the number of the show. They're on like thousands of shows at this point. So our 199 seems kind of... Yes, but I've noticed... They they named the highway after us, Highway 199. Oh, <laughs> all the way down to Fostoria, yeah. my friends. But yeah, uh, so next week is a, our big show, the week of Pentecost. The week following the Pentecost. Week, yeah, we'll do it in... Which it, week do you call the week? Of, well, it is always the week following the Sunday. Well, no, it's... We actually, next week, we will be in ordinary time during the weekday. Well, that's true. I was just thinking, like with the with the Easter season, we always follow. It's always you know, like today is the Tuesday of the seventh week of it's the week that follows the Sunday. But, but Pentecost doesn't have the week following. It just is. It's, it's just it we is. We go back to ordinary time where we were before Lent. If you can remember that, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning, much less okay. where we were before Lent. Anyway, we are on the Pentecost. Pentecost is big. Now, when I was a kid, pre-Vatican II, yeah. The the church calendar was broken into uh, really four days. There was uh, Christmas, Easter, Epiphany, and Pentecost. Those were the four big biggies. Yeah, they didn't use the term ordinary time. 
So they would say the first week after Pentecost or the second week after Pentecost. Oh, so... I, see, I was just I was just talking pre-Vatican II liturgical calendar. Yes, you a were. few seconds ago. You didn't know that. That's how sophisticated my liturgical awareness is. E- either that, or you're 55 years behind time. <laughs> One of the two. So Pentecost is major, and it's con- considered often the birthday of the church. Yeah. There's the wonderful image of the apost- apostles uh, being in the room and the Holy Spirit comes upon them, mm-hmm. which we are not reading this week, but we are reading the Acts of the Apostles part. Correct. Yeah, I mean, they're in the room, but it's, uh, I'm sorry, let me back that off. We're Acts chapter two. Yes, we are reading it from Acts. We're not reading, obviously it's not in the gospel because the gospel ends with the, the ascension. Right. So there are two different uh, choices for the, gospel reading for this Sunday. One is from the uh, week after Easter when they're in the upper room and Jesus shows up and through the locked door and says, receive the Holy Spirit. We've just read that. Sure. So we're not going to take that option. The other option is the one we are going to read, and that is from John's gospel as well, but chapter 15 from the farewell discourse after the Last Supper, where he says, I promise to send an advocate. That's the one I'm going to read. Great. But I think for fun, we're going to read from Acts of the Apostles. Uh, I think I'm going to let you do the first part about the actual image of being there when the Holy Spirit is the driving wind. Sure. And you're you're going to do the sound effects? (sighs) (laughs) No, I'm not. I I want to read the second part where all these different groups are speaking, uh, hearing them in their own language. Before we read it, I'm going to correct myself. From last, you know, last week I said the account of the ascension might be one of the best known uh, passages from Acts of the Apostles. I think I was wrong. I think Pentecost is probably one of the best known accounts from Acts of the Apostles. And then, if I may put you on the spot, yeah, if you're praying the Rosary, the Glorious Mysteries, which one is the ascension and which one is Pentecost? The ascension, I believe, is the second mystery. And Pentecost, I believe, is the third. I'm okay. giving him hand signals He's across totally the room. Giving, I, okay, you want to know my, my true guess? I was going to guess four and five. So I was one off for each. You're, I knew they were... You were wrong and wrong. I knew they were um, back-to-back. Oh, I wasn't two off. I wasn't one off. You were I was off by two. Off. two. I, I can't even do math. You were barely in the same rosary. <laughs> I was on the luminous Go mysteries. ahead and read Acts of the Apostles, chapter two. Start with verse one. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled... They were all in one place together, and suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven, staying in Jerusalem. At this sound... They gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt 
and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Yet we hear them speaking in, the, in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. Great. I, lo- cool? I love this reading. I do too. Uh, I'm going to take your half first. Okay. Can I say something about my half first? Yes. Every time I hear this, I think about, this was, oh, it was probably 10 years ago now when we had, remember we had a high school band. So they would play sometimes at one of the Sunday masses or different high school events. It was, it was a band of all high so school. So you're not talking about a brass marching band. No, it was like a, a praise and worship band made of, of high school kids here at the parish. And when we, when we first started, you know, every band needs a name. They were determined to come up with a name for the band. And they all... That's came, more important than how well you play. Oh, of course. You got to have a good name. And you got to dress well. It's all about your name. And, and, and how you dress. This yeah. Rem, yeah, this yeah. reminds me of an episode of Full House. We'll get into that later. Um, but anyway, so the kids came up with, with different names. And one of the names that one of the kids was very adamant about was Tongues of Fire. He wanted to name the band Tongues Tongues of of Fire. Fire. And I thought that might be one of the greatest names of all time. Another strong contender was Nuns and Moses. (laughs) Instead of Guns and Roses. Yes. (laughs) So uh, I don't remember what we ever came up with, but it wasn't Nuns and Moses. It was not either of those. Or Tongues of Fire. Okay, so the first thing I want to point out, when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled. Now, we call it Pentecost, 50, 50 days after Easter, Penta, just like in the Pentagon, means 50. Sure. 50 days after Easter. There already was a Pentecost in the Jewish calendar, 50 days after Passover. Oh. That's why you had all these people. They said, we're all Jews. We're all converts to Judaism, but we're from all over. And they would come to Jerusalem on pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the setting. Well, that's... It- also makes sense as to why Pentecost is referred to in the very first verse. Yeah. It's not like a name that we applied to it later on. Right. Actually, we did. We stole it. Uh, we took the Great term. job. Great job, Christians. Way just to steal okay. the name. They but, should have come up with Tongues of Fire Day. Yeah, Tongues of Fire Day. <laughs> and, okay, that's the one of the image. These are the images of the Holy Spirit. A noise like a strong driving wind that filled the entire house. Wind. Tongues of fire that parted and came to rest over each of them. And then the third one is the languages. So none of these are the image that of the of the dove, which is used elsewhere in the gospel. Sure. But probably one of the most well known images too, especially that is it that very famous stained glass that's the image of the dove. Is that from Saint Peter's Basilica? Yes. Yeah. There it's is. almost like illuminated fire behind the yeah, it's, the dove. It, yeah, it's very powerful to look at, but that's not here. No. So we'll stay with what we have here. And here, it, the image of uh, the, the wind. I love the image of the wind because the wind is forceful, but not terribly visible. We know wind out here. Yes. Uh, the, the image of the fire, fire is consuming, it's passion. Mesmerizing. And mesmerizing, that's true. Fires. And thank you for inviting me to your bonfire on Friday night. Um, I, I asked you if you wanted something to eat. Well, I had food waiting for me. I, I had to go pick it up. I could have brought it home and uh, come back to you. I'll be right back. You could back. have brought, brought it back for movie night next time. And then the, the third one, of course, is the languages. And the languages, like, 
everybody is speaking in their own language and everybody speaks their own language who's listening, it doesn't say they suddenly all knew each other's language, but they could understand even in their own ears. Mm. So it's a, a unity with diversity. They still have different languages, but diversity, but unity. It's, it's mystical, you know, the, the whole idea. of that. I mean, it's hard to comprehend that. I, I really think that the, the power of the Holy Spirit is being one who, with the wind, like, okay, it's a driving force in our life. The image of fire is passion, excitement about our faith. I think some people are just, uh, they practice their faith as if, as if the fire went out. <laughs> and, and then the third one, of course, about the language is like, we have to be connected with each other. Yeah. And God communicates to us. It's wonderful, powerful. And, um, uh, so do you know where the Parthians, Medes, Elamites, all those people live? Do you know? I, we have to really get a map. I, was Maybe gonna, I, I should, have no idea. I'm not even going to pretend to know. We should, we should put it up on the uh, screen. <laughs> that sounds riveting. And then with a, a PowerPoint. <laughs> you can get your little laser pointer out. and ne uh, Next time. Highlight it. So what does the Holy Spirit mean to you? That is the question. Or the other question, which is probably more important, so what? You know, what, what's this Feast of Pentecost all about in our lives today? It's very powerful to think of how it, it activated the early church. Mm -hmm. It got them started. Mm -hmm. But what, what's it about for us today? I think, too, you know, the Holy Spirit is not quite as perhaps tangible as the other two persons of the Trinity. I think it's... It's easier um, intellectually to understand, you know, God as the creator of the universe, the creator of um, our world that we live in. Or even the creator of uh, a delicate flower. Sure. Uh, I think it's historically and intellectually um, acceptable to understand that Jesus Christ is a person that lived on earth. But Holy Spirit tends to be a bit more abstract. But I think what gives it concrete value is that Jesus continued continually promised it. It's not like it was just something that we as humans made up in light of well Jesus is gone we got to come up with something else. He continually promised that it was coming. And now that is probably the best segue you have provided for me. <laughs> In 199 episodes. In 199. Episodes. You, you volleyed it across the net to was, me, and I'm going to hit it back to you. I did it By purpose. reading John 15, verses 26 to 27, and then chapter 16, verses 12 to 15. We're doing both? No, 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 no. no this is the, I'm it, sorry. This, it, yes. it's, it's a little bit from each chapter. I got it. Jesus said to his disciples, this is the gospel for this week, by the way. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, when the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father... The spirit of truth that proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me, and you also, you also testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak with what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. 
For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. This is like the most John gospel passage of all John gospel passages. But what I like about it is that opening part. I will send the advocate. The spirit will be with you. And then it goes on the second part, the spirit of truth. I find when we talk about the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. people tend to think, well, as you said, it's very abstract, but they tend to think of of it as almost separate. Jesus said, okay, I'm going to send this other guy. Uh, I would say if we could find a different phrase, and that's what I use. I use the phrase, instead of the Holy Spirit, I use the phrase, the Spirit of God. Mm. I will send my spirit, the Spirit of God. So it's like saying Jesus, Jesus saying, okay, I'm departing physically because this is right before Jesus' death and res- uh, crucifixion and resurrection. He's, he's saying to the disciples, I'm going to leave you, but I'm sending you my advocate. You're not going to be left alone. But who's the advocate? It's my spirit. I'm going to. Have you ever been with somebody in a room, maybe a very charismatic person, and they leave the room and it's as if their spirit is still there? It's generally how I feel about my time with you. That's how I felt Friday night after you left. I could just feel your presence for the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know what you're talking about, though. You yeah, know. It, it, it is sometimes. You just feel, and maybe after somebody's left the room, you think, wow, what was that all about? They're, and then you can feel like they're still hanging in there. Their presence continues. What about after a loved one dies? I think you can still feel the presence and um, the impact that they had on in, in your life and in the people around you. Oh, Totally. I think you can. I think you have to be careful because there, what we sometimes do is we think, oh, it's just our memory because we're just remembering good things. Sure. But then if you get a little bit bigger, you realize, no, they still live on. Yeah. They are still present. And it's the power of of their presence in our lives. As you've heard me say more than once, love is stronger than death. Funeral homilies. I, I r- arrived at that phrase after a lot of personal reflection, a lot of personal experience. And obviously, we continue to love people after they're gone. That's the easy part. Sure. The harder part is to realize their love for us continues mm-hmm. even after they're gone. You know, the part that I, I did not notice in this passage before, but kind of hit me as you were reading it. Did I read it or you read it? I, I just read it. As you read it. Obviously, it the was, two of us have become one. It was very memorable. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that it said that the spirit of truth proceeds from the Father and it, he will testify to me. I'm assuming the he that is being referred to is the spirit, not the Father. Yes, I, th- I believe that's correct. But that the, that the spirit will give evidence or witness to Jesus. So, so they're... There's still, it's not like Jesus is giving evidence of the spirit and Jesus is then saying, but the spirit will also give evidence of me. Okay. You said this was such a, a Johannine uh, passage. Oh, that's a good word. That's the actual adjective for something from the gospel of John. I've never heard that. I'm going to stick with you. Stick with me. You'll learn all kinds of words you don't need to know. It is because uh, it's, it's in, I'm just going to say it, it's overly wordy and it takes, I mean, to, just to but, be reading but it. That's what I was about to explain, why it's so overly wordy and why it's so meticulously put together. Yeah. 
John's gospel is written primarily for a Greek audience. Mm-hmm. Greeks had gods, plural. Mm-hmm. Of course, Judaism and Christianity are monotheistic. There's one God. So how does Jesus talk about his relationship with the Spirit or his relationship with the Father without the audience suddenly thinking, oh, there's three gods. Correct. And the way he does this is by constantly coming back to saying we are one. It's the power of the unity. And uh, the following week, a week from now, we'll be talking about the Feast uh, of the Holy Trinity, which, you know, three and one, but we always emphasize all the three. We forget the one. Sure. This is... Uh, Pentecost with the power of the spirit is the unitive force. It's the one who unites us. We are one. Yeah. And so we're, we're united. The father is the, the spirit is the spirit of truth guiding us, but giving the testimony, you know, that, uh, but speaks of the, from the father that you said it's, it's very convoluted. And if you're not careful, you kind of think, well, why it's almost like double talk or sure. triple talk. But Jesus is trying to say, but we're one. We are one. Well, and that's why I the word testify struck me as I was reading it this time because it's it's a complete integration. It's almost I almost pic- picture like the you know the three arrows and the recycling symbol. Oh yeah, there it it's a complete loop, right? They're all pointing to one another. It's a complete integration that all three are are united and pointing to one another. Three okay. parts of a whole. And you're going to say that till next week, Trinity. I'm setting up your segue for episode 200 next week. (laughs) Okay, sounds exciting to me. All right, friends, we hope you have a great week. We will see you this weekend for Pentecost. Don't forget to wear red. And be careful who walks into your backyard. (laughs) Uh, Send security, really. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to get a dog. Take care. Bye.